Welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold, and I'm here to get you caught up quickly. I've got some top news stories for you today from Israel, and guess what? You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Thursday, January 27th. 2021 in the Gregorian calendar and the 25th of Shavat 5782 in the Hebrew calendar. Today is International Holocaust Remembrance Day. I googled it and the website National Today, which is a site that records all of the days, you know, there are different days, there are macaroni days and such, there are different days to commemorate different things. Holocaust Remembrance Day was at the top, but there was also National Chocolate Cake Day, National Bubble Wrap Appreciation Day, National Geographic Day, which I was really surprised about because the editors at National Geographic should know better than to share their day with International Holocaust Remembrance Day, and lastly, Clashing Clothes Day. Well, 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 it's all despicable to me. There should be no day that is shared with International Holocaust Remembrance Day. You guys can think about that. There should be one day, and it shouldn't be shared with any others if you are asking me. Now, let's get to the news. Shah's party leader, Arya Derry, is pleading guilty in the Jerusalem Magistrate's Court for tax offenses. The deal he agreed to with prosecutors pushed him to also resign from his post in the Knesset. Stepping down at this time is helping him dodge a more severe conviction, which would keep him from returning to office for several years. Prosecutors are asking Derry be suspended for 12 months and fined 180,000 shekels, or about 56,665 US dollars. The deal pushed him to admit to five income tax offenses and one land tax violation. Prosecutors were also asked to go a bit easy on him because he came clean quite early in the judicial process. A five-year program to push forward Arab talent in the high-tech arena is coming out soon. The Israel Innovation Authority and the Department for Economic Development and Social Equality are responsible for launching this $225 million plan. It's about $70 million U.S. dollars. Innovation and Technology Minister Orit Farkash HaKohen is a big part behind this. She's a very impressive woman, always speaks with concrete examples. She's great in English. I've interviewed her in the past, and I just reached out to her team for an interview. The program is meant to bring more Arab Israelis into the country's tech sector. Social Equality Minister Meirav Cohen, who is also working on this program, says the successful integration of the Arab population, among others in the world of Israeli high-tech, is in the best interest of the industry itself. Again, like I said, we've reached out to her spokesperson. We're requesting an Instagram Live interview about the topic. Hopefully, she'll be able to spread some light on what exact programs and which companies are participating and what the onboarding and hiring process is like. If you are getting caught up on your Israel Daily News 
We'd like you to consider sending over a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News slash support. The financial support that we get from subscribers helps us maintain our show and it helps us continue to grow and try to reach new audiences. Subscribers will get a handwritten thank you note and a little poem that I write myself to let you know how thrilled we are to have your support. A huge thank you to Lauren of Queens, New York for making a monthly contribution to us here at the Israel Daily News Podcast. We appreciate your financial support greatly. It just lets us know that we're on the right track and we've got to keep on going. Thank you to all the listeners for your interest in Israeli affairs, Israeli politics, or world politics. We have one central link in the show notes so click on those two on those three dots and it'll drop down a list for you you can click on that and it's going to take you to a page where you too can make a contribution and feel good knowing that you're supporting independent journalism so check that out at israeldaily.news you can also support us by leaving us a review on apple podcasts two you can share the show with a friend and three you can follow us on facebook at israeldaily.news as well as shanna fold my name has two n's in it and i'm very sensitive about that that's s-h-a-n-n-a-f-u-l-d you can find us at Israel Podcast on Twitter, and you can find us at IsraelDaily.News on Facebook. So go check us out online. We're going to have some cool pictures of the snowstorm for you there. I'm going to tell you about that in a moment. Jerusalem and all the elevated areas around Israel got a blanket of snow, enough snow to make a snowman. There are photos spreading all across social media, people posting their pictures of their snow day. Jerusalem residents woke up to it this morning. The capital got around 20 centimeters of snow. The rest of the country got a tremendous snowstorm that kept me up all night, by the way, here in Tel Aviv. It was rain and wind, and it was actually scary. I kind of felt like a child under my blanket, hearing the rain pelting against the window and the wind opening and closing the doors in my apartment. It was a bit frightening. The rain is expected to wash away all of the snow, however, The early birds got the worm this morning, and what I mean by that is I was reading accounts from parents on social media who were getting up super early with their kids to take them out to play in the snow before it got washed away. The storm is called Alpis. We have some photos up on social media of the snowfall. One of our listeners in Beitar Elite actually sent them over to us. We're posting them there so you can see what Jerusalem and the Judean hills looked like covered in snow. Now before I get into Holocaust Remembrance Day, as a New Yorker and as the family friend of NYPD officers, longtime family friends, I'd like to bring our attention to Jason Rivera and Wilbert Mora, who died in the line of duty Friday in my beloved city of New York. One of our listeners actually requested that I give these two men attention, as well as my mother. Both of these young men were ambushed while working in Harlem, They had responded to a call of domestic abuse from the apartment of a 47-year-old man and his mother. The man came out of the bedroom and shot both officers. Officer Rivera was 22 years old and recently married. He died the same day. Officer Mora was 27 years old and he died Tuesday after a multi-day battle in the hospital. 
Mora had wanted to be an organ donor. That was his dying wish. Five people received his organs. Their supervisors say they were an example of what they hope every officer would be like in the field, and they say that their smiles and their dedication will not be forgotten. The Times of Israel has a highlight piece on Danny Dayan. If you don't know his name, you should, and I'm about to tell you all about him. The chairman of the Yad Vashem Holocaust Memorial Museum in Jerusalem. That is him. Now, when I saw this article about him, I immediately reached out to him. I said, hey, we can have our own interview from him. We can have our own original content from him. Dayan is a strong figure in my life personally. I met him in the New York One newsroom when I was a script writer there, and he came in for a special interview on a Sunday. I used to work on Sundays because I refused to work on Friday nights because I keep Shabbat. And I would, I had the special opportunity to meet him on that Sunday because I made a big stink about rearranging my days. And because of that, I was actually in on a Sunday despite it wasn't working out with the, uh, with the Monday to Friday nighttime show that I was working on. I did, instead of uh, Monday to Friday, I did Monday to Thursday. I came in on Sundays. Well, I met him there. At the time, he was a consul general for New York for Israel. And while he was in our newsroom, I paid attention. I was doing my work, but I kept an eye on him as he was in the studio. When it was time for him to leave, I jumped up and I asked him if I could walk him to the elevators. He accepted my offer. I swear to you, this was a very short walk. I probably had about 20 seconds for this pitch. Well, I said to him, I'm a Jewish journalist looking to make my way into Israel and into the new world over there. Can you hook me up? I refuse to do anything else. I'm a journalist through and through. I've got to work in my field. Well, let me tell you, this man did not waste a minute. By the next day, I had email introductions and phone numbers and an interview with a prominent English-Israeli news channel in New York City. I met with the big boss. He meant business. Today's Times of Israel article on him highlights that He is actually the first chairman of the museum to be born after the Holocaust was already over. He's also the first former politician to ever hold this role, which I also noticed. I saw him in November and he told me about his new position. I thought, huh, that's an interesting role for a former politician. And he is the third person to ever hold the role of chairman at Yad Vashem. I reached out to Dayan to ask him if he could give us a special quote for the Israel Daily News podcast listeners. That's all of you right now. I asked him, what does he want listeners to focus on this year as we commemorate the horrors of the Holocaust? I I had to give you guys a job, right? He responded and immediately said this. He sent me an email. I hope this year each person chooses one victim of the Holocaust from Yad Vashem's database and learn about him or her, their name, their looks, their family, their life, their aspirations, and more. Well, that's what he responded. I said, I know you're having a busy day. I know this is one of the top days for you in the year. Just send us a sentence or two. He got back to us quite immediately. He's really remarkable. I think that's beautiful. You all can go to Yad Vashem's website and look up 
that assignment. You have a little assignment to do today. That is yadvashem.org.il. Again, that's y-a-d-v-a-s-h-e-m.org.il. The I-L stands for Israel. All right. Well, that is it for today's show. Today is Thursday, January 27th, 2021. Tel Aviv has a low of 9 degrees Celsius and a high of 14 degrees. That's 48 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 58 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News Podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. I also add in a few personal anecdotes or professional highlights from the newsletter. You can sign up for it on our interim website at israeldaily.news. The site is functional, but it's going to be replaced by something better in the coming weeks. Thank you to Michelle Milner for her social media work. I'm going to send you off today with a song called Livchor Nachon. It's a cover by Nicole Raviv, Idan Tamler, and Morty Weinstein. Three young Jewish professionals with talent making our nation proud on days especially days like today. I'm Yisrael Chai. Have a great and productive day and an excellent weekend. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Shomeralai, not 
לא מצאתי תשובה אבל קוראים לזה לחיות מצא אלמד לבחור נכון להאמין לראות שטוב בלי להביט שוב